happen in their life, but they're not praying for the things of the world. Um, and a lot, if somebody says, well, if I pray to God, uh, does he remember it? Absolutely, he remembers it. But it depends on what he has for you in his life, which prayers he answers. And I would think, actually I know, that God does hear all prayers, and he answers every prayer that lines up according to his will for us. I can imagine a young person asking that question, and a whole lot of mature people asking that same question, though. Absolutely. Does he really answer my prayers? Does he really hear me? And, and that comes from a place of not fully being able to trust God. Because as most people are, young people and those not so young, we, we operate from the place of feeling We're what we feel, not always what we know. And why would you say that? I can remember growing up where your parents would tell you to do something and you would do maybe the opposite. <laughs> and then when you were caught or being disciplined, they would say, didn't you know better than that? And of course you did, because you know you, you were told the right thing in the beginning. But our feelings or our desires drove us to do something different. And it's, it happens the same thing in prayer, where we our feelings will have us believe what we're feeling and what we're physically seeing versus what we know to be the truth, and that is God answers our prayers. So it, that go that brings me back to even that first scripture where it says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Yeah. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Absolutely. So it goes back to just that, that statement itself because we tend to move based off of how we feel. You know, and, and 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 that's how we interpret. That's how we interpret our reaction to things. And here he's telling us our flesh is weak, so it's not based off of how we feel. It's not a feeling; it's a knowing. Yeah, absolutely. And we were all born and fall short of the uh, glory of God. You know, we we're sinful people. We're before we even get out of the womb, we're sinful people. But um. As, we were, as you were just talking about with um, the prayer thing, you know, a lot of times today it's all about self-gratification. I want it now. I don't want to wait for it. I want it now. So they're praying to God and they're saying, I, he's not answering my prayer. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not believing in this God. Because they, like you were saying, their feelings and how they want to feel at that particular moment. It may be they might be praying for a car well. Maybe God don't have that car on your plan yet. You, you ain't got the money for the insurance. Right. You ain't got all the money for the car. And you ain't got all the things necessary to maintain a car, but you want a car. So because you ain't get it, it's because you ain't ready for it. So the preparation is in the prayer. Exactly. You know, so I, I was talking to some young men today, and we were talking about that. And we were talking about the vision having a vision, the things that you vision for and you praying for, you got to be seen doing it to order for it to manifest itself. Exactly. So the things, sometimes the things that we're praying for, we're not getting them and we're not seeing no results because we're not ready for it at the moment. 
You know, and I can reflect even in my own life, there were some times I could even talk about having a house and wanting a house and, and, and doing the things and being prepped for it and saying, all right, I'm getting these things in order. But the time wasn't right. And it so happened that the, when I least expected it, when I least expected it, when I had my niece and nephew just move in with us, and I just so happened to click on the application, I got approved. And when I say approved instantly, within five minutes of me putting my information in, they had an approval letter stating right there stating that I was approved. Wow. And here, only God. Only God. Only God. Only God, because the other times I wasn't ready for it. And I believe by me doing what he called me to do and taking, taking me and my wife, bringing my nieces and nephews to live with us. Not that he wasn't going to do it prior to it, but it might have not happened then. Mm -hmm. But by us being obedient and doing it then, he provided what we needed right then. So they were already with God. So it wasn't that they didn't know anything about God. Because they were with him. They were traveling with him. And he said something to them and asked them to do something. And they fell short. They didn't do what was asked. In other words, they weren't obedient mm -hmm. to the call that, that Christ had placed on them. And because of that, they fell asleep. Because when you're not obedient to the call, you don't have the strength or the power. The, the disobedience brings the weakness on, mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. That will, will enable you to fall short mm -hmm. of the will of God. So, now this brings me to my next question. And it says... It says, when people turn from God, will he pursue them? When people turn from God, will he pursue them? Go ahead. Go ahead. That's a great question. <laughs> I'm excited. Go ahead. You know, somebody asked me that same question the other day. You know, they said they, don't believe, they just walked away from God. Well, if we know that God, for one thing, gave us free will. He doesn't force anything on anyone. Now, if you are falling short of the glory of God and you don't want to have God in your life, sure, he's not going to pursue you. But when the time comes when you need God and ask to come back, God takes you in with open arms. Come on, Jonah. Woo! Amen. Come you on, know, Jonah. And that's the example I use with the children. The book of Jonah, yes. who ran from God. He kept running from God because he didn't agree. Speak to you guys. I'm speaking to us. We, he didn't agree yeah. with God was saying. Yes. Because he believed that the people he wanted, God wanted him to speak to wasn't deserving yeah. of yeah. God's grace. Yeah. How many of us, yeah, yeah. children of God, 
refuse to speak to people or do what God calls us because we believe that they are not deserving of God's grace. Yes. 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 How quickly we forget where we come from. Oh, all the time. You know, that, that brings me to a perfect example. When And you were talking about it earlier. When I became homeless and down and around about I was always with God growing up, but I lost and he didn't come pursuing after me. He kept letting me fall on my face and fall on my face until I hit rock bottom. And then when I was, the night I went to that homeless shelter, I looked up at him and I said, God, I'm ready. I'm ready to come back. I need to do the right things now. So, and he knew I needed a place to stay. He knew I needed to have stability. And he didn't give me that place until I had that stability where I was able to get my benefits. Where I was able to get everything in place because he wanted, since I was being obedient to him and coming back to him and going to church and doing the things I needed to do um, and speaking with him, because of that, he said, Look, I know what you want, but you're not ready. When you're ready, you'll know. And if I could add on to, on, on to that, go back to in Gethsemane. When mm -hmm. Christ walked off, they entered. Gethsemane me with him. Yes. So they were with God. They thought that they really knew God. Let me say that. Uh, and I, I, I question that only because had you really realized you were with God, you'd have been willing to really watch Pastor Stegman and pray so as not to miss whatever God was doing or saying at the time. Mm -hmm. Today we do, we do the, a lot of that same thing. right. They leave the garden together. So to answer that question is, yes, Christ will pursue you. Yes, God will love you even when you fall down and are being disobedient. Now, I, I think if I can add some, an additional question to that, how many times will he pursue you? Is there a limit to how many times he will pursue you? I, I don't believe so. Uh, and I, I believe it's almost like when Peter, I'm not too sure who asked that question, how many times am I supposed to forgive? You know, Peter, Peter. said seven times seven, you know. So it, I believe that's the same, same, same sentiment when it comes down to when he's talking about uh, pursuing you. Because each and every one of us have a purpose. He purposed each and every one of us for a reason. And, and so if we do what he's called us to do, he's going to continue. If we're not doing what he's assigned us to do, he's going to pursue us to an extent. You know, almost like, almost like Jonah. You know, Jonah kept running, kept running. He almost ran to his death. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I say that to even for you, um, Pastor Stedman, when you said that that you wasn't ready, I believe even in those times that you wasn't ready, God still was speaking to you. 
That's right. But you just wasn't ready at go. that time right. to go where he was calling you. Exactly. You know, so it took some time for you to get ready. It wasn't that he wasn't pursuing you. He was still speaking to you, yep. but you still was doing what you wanted to do because can, you wasn't ready yet. If I can add just one thing before you say something, Pastor Stegman. He knew that you weren't ready. We have all-knowing God. He knew what it would take for you to get ready. And I'm saying that to those of us out there who feel like we just keep missing the mark and we're not going to get it. That's not so. If you open your heart, the word says, if you just open your heart, open the door just a bit, that that Christ will come in. So that means that he knew you were going to rebel. He knew that that you were, but he was going to pursue you provide for you, direct you through this process. And and the key to that, what I just said, was a process. Those of us who have been out there and not being totally obedient and answering right away had to go through the process to get where God would want us to be. And and that's great what you just said there because God has got so much wisdom, you know, and it's unbelievable how much wisdom he has. I didn't realize what you just said. Until I finally realized what he was trying to say to me, you know, because I didn't know how how to. Um, and I think that's a lot of um, issues with our people, even those watching out here, that you can. God lets you fall on your face because he knows that you will come back to him. Not saying that he's pursuing you. He's like the little he's like the little ch- child that used to be the one that used to say. Can I have some more? Can I have some more? Can I have some more? And he's going to keep bugging you and bugging until you finally say, all right, you got me. And that's what's so great about God, his wisdom, because he knows each and every one of us because he created us in his own image. He knows exactly what we're thinking, what we're going to do before we even do it. Amen. So here in Proverbs 2.15, it says, my child, listen to what I say. And treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Searching for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Mm -hmm. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. And you will gain the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God. You know, too often we tend to run from the wisdom of our parents (laughs) who, who, who bore us, you know, who brought us into this world. And they give us the knowledge and understanding from their experience and we tend to run from it thinking that we can figure it out on our own and that's the same situation with God who has all knowledge and all understanding and all wisdom and he's given it to us in his word but we still run from it trying to figure it out on our own when he's given us everything we need to succeed. Yeah, yeah. 
So why do you think so many of us, is it that something that we can't see? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, but we can see our parents, Elder. We can see the parents, but we can't see the mechanisms from which they've been made. Mm -hmm. and, and it calls for a trusting that what's on the inside that the, we can't see is what made them the parents that love us today or at that time or made them wise. But we can't see that. The cardinal eye is very limited, very, very limited. But, if, but the spiritual eye, given the wise of the Holy Spirit, is all-knowing. But it only comes from knowing God that you get that spiritual eye. How you do that? You have to spend time with him. Back to the watching and praying, you've got to be watching God, <laughs> and you've got to be talking to God. And then this thing comes to you, starts to come to you. It, Psalms 125 says, those who trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion. For those who may not know, Mount Zion is supposed to be the biggest, tallest, uh, power, most powerful mountain uh, mount in the world. That, that, that's physically I'm talking. But Mount Zion is also in relationship to those of us who are in the spirit and in Christ. Okay. Which cannot be removed but abides forever. And the mountains are around Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from now and forever. Hmm. That wow. answers that question that we always have to give Well, yeah, I mean, um, and then another thing, too, I think I've always called, I've always called God the greatest insurance salesman in the world because <laughs> people need to, that's what happens a lot of times for people today, um, in our world today, um, is that they can't see it, they can't touch it, they can't, f they can't physically see something, then it doesn't exist. Um, and they, then the reason they don't exist is because they don't, they don't have the word. If they followed the word and listened to the word, and that's another problem we have with people that pray. When is the last time we just sat down and closed our mouth and listened to what he was saying? That's good right there, Pastor. Uh, we have to listen to what he's saying. Sometimes we have to just be quiet and let God talk to us. Uh, we did a, a practice session one evening in the women's group. And, you know, we do this online our, right now in our women's meetings are on Zoom on Monday night. You're welcome to join us. Uh, the link is online on our Faith Life page. Feel free to join in on us. And we said, let's just sit for 30 seconds and listen for the voice of God and what he's saying to us. And we stopped talking. We didn't move. We just sat for 30 seconds. It felt like an eternity for those particularly those who aren't used to sitting still listening to his voice but 30 seconds sitting with God is more powerful than years of education in front of a professional because he can download in nanoseconds nanoseconds he can download to us all that he would have us to know 
and we never have to move. And, and you know, that's something I do in my, in my service, services, even on Facebook, I do them, is the first thing I do before the pastoral prayer, I say, let's have a moment of silent prayer. Everybody be quiet. Just sit there for maybe it's 15 seconds. Just sit there and listen to what he's saying to you. And you'd be surprised at how many people would come up, some of my congregants would come up to me after church and tell me they actually heard something that they needed to hear. Just listening and being quiet for 15 seconds. So that's kind of what happened with the disciples that Christ left there to watch and pray. If they had sat still and watched and listened, and then he would have told them what to pray for, they probably wouldn't have went to sleep. Now, I have to say probably. It wasn't there. But I would think when God starts talking, it's really hard to go to sleep. Now, that I do know. And do you remember what he said after he prayed to God, after he prayed to him and said, if this cup not pass from with me, your will be done? He said, tonight, the God, or no, he didn't say that. He said, tonight, I have been glorified. And that goes back to what he talks about when two or three come together. There shall I be. There shall I be. However, they were there, but they weren't there. You know, so, so we have to be careful and be mindful of who we got watching with us. You know, and, and it goes back to the company we keep. You know, we, we got to be mindful of the people who we have around us, that they are going to lift us up and inspire us. And definitely in times like this, where there's so much uncertainty happening in the world, where it can so easily, you can be influenced mm -hmm. to go in the wrong direction. Here we seeing murders going up, we seeing crime going up, we seeing division going up, we seeing so much. Even the people who are supposed to be leading us here in the greatest nation in the world are divided. Divided not off of principles, but off a of party. Off of parties. That's it, Republican and Democrat. It's, it's not that it's not right, but it's not my party, so I'm not agreeing with yeah. it. And that is so unfortunate, yes. and that's why we have to be careful who you align yourself with, yeah. because God is supposed to be the first one that you align. That's where you get your directions and your principles and your standards yeah. from. Not even my yeah. wife can change that. Yeah. And that's what we have to be careful of. And I asked the kids this question here. It says, can I influence others by the way I live my life in Christ? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, that's why it's so important for us to stand for something. And what we hear at Faith Harvest, we stand for Christ. Christ. And it's about a relationship with him and our relationship with him first and our relationship with others. So if you come in contact with any of us, you're going to see a reflection of Christ. Mind you, we're human. 
We make mistakes, but you're going to know our love and our relationship is true because it starts with him first. Amen? And we're, and we're his sheep. And we're his, his sheep know their shepherd's name. Absolutely. And they know his voice. And, and that's what I, I always, um, and I really didn't start realizing that until I got into the ministry and everything. But I notice that now when we do our outreach. I don't have to ask my people to come. They just follow their shepherd's lead. And that is, that's, that's how simple it is. I just want to go to the scripture right before in uh, Matthew 26, 38. Okay. And I'm going to read this. Um, then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, mm. even to death. And he's mm. talking to the disciples mm -hmm. that he took to, to the garden with him. Mm -hmm. Wait here and keep watch with me. That speaks to what you just said, Pastor Rob. We have to be careful about who we align ourselves with, who we tell, say has our back, who we carry with us to certain places, do certain things with, because you have to have a camaraderie that's based on the principles of God, because when you don't know what's coming, because that's what Christ just said, he said that he, his soul was very sorrowful. He didn't say what he was sorrowful for, even to death. So he, it was really heavy is what he's telling us. So he didn't have a clue. So you had to have people with him that had his back, people who were going to go the extra length to be sure that whatever is not, it, it, you're not clear. You ain't acting real good right now. You're a little sorrowful. You're a little sad. You're a little mean. You're, you're a little depressed. You're a little full of anxiety. So we're going to pray. We're going to hang with you, even if you're not acting like yourself, even if you're feeling yourself. We're going to pray, and we're going to watch you to protect you and have your back. We have to be really careful about who we connect ourselves with, particularly today. That is, that, the Holy Spirit, oh, he's great, he just said something to me. It was unbelievable. But you were just talking about um, the shepherd watching over their, over their fields by night. And he said to me here, he said, the shepherd lost the sheep. He didn't know. He thought the sheep were going to be there watching him. Their shepherd, they didn't watch him. And they missed out on what was going to happen. They missed out on what they could have stopped. So, so I'm hearing you say we also have to be careful who we, who we allow to pastor us. Our pastors yes. have to have the heart of God. Exactly. So that they can be sure to be leading us in the direction and protecting us against the, the thieves and the wolves. Mm. So they also have to be watching and praying. So this is a, a wa this watch and pray is for everybody. You know, and, and when we talk about the shepherd and, and the company we keep, when, when we even think about the disciples, when Jesus went on that last prayer, on that prayer to Gethsemane during that time, he didn't take all 12. He picked a particular group. And not to say that any of them were better than the other, but their assignments were different. You know, so there's some people that God has assigned to you. Mm. And 
for a purpose, and there's some people that you assign to yourself for your own purpose. And that's why we have to be careful of, because everything is everything that's good ain't God. So, so we have to really be mindful because I, I, even for myself, I had some relationships. I had some friends who I had some people in my life that really didn't, not that they were bad, but they didn't have the understanding and the knowledge to really push me in the right direction or, to, or, or, or have the desire or even the wisdom to correct me when I was doing something wrong, you know. And, and that's something that I'm mindful of more so now than ever, that if I have a relationship with somebody, I'm looking out for their best interests. And, and, and even if they might not agree with what I say, I'm going to speak truth to them, you know, because I love them and I want the best for them. So sometimes we can't be upset when someone speaks something that you don't agree with as long as you know that they have your heart, you know, and that's the key. And I believe this is, this is the reason why so many of us have a hard time even hearing what God is saying to us because we don't recognize that he has our best interests at heart, you know. And I think if we, we begin to recognize that, and I guess that comes from, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but this is my opinion. It co- comes from our, our, the life that we live, that we've been around so many people who say they love us and mistreat us, so we lost that sense of trust. That's it. And I think that's, that's why it's so that's important. It. And my wife said, said this to me. She said, I love you, but I love God more because he'll never let me down. And this is a part I think we all need to get to where we loving God more than we loving anything and everything. He said, pursue me like you pursue silver, you know, and then I'll give you the knowledge and the revelation of who I am. You know, and I think that's the part that we're missing. We need to really focus in on everything that we need is in him. In him. That's why he has so many different names because all those names represent who he is. He created everything here on the earth. So that's why he said we need to stay awake definitely in this time. Be in prayer, family. Seek God's face. Connect to the right people because there's going to be a time where you're going to need a strong rock to hold on to because this world is going to let you down. Um, you know, that, that's something that the Lord said to the disciples, remember? Um, they weren't ready yet. They weren't ready yet. And he said, I'm going to bring somebody that's going to is going to be your guide. It's going to help you through and show you the thing. And he didn't let him go. If you remember rightly, he, he when they were on their travels, he said, you got to stay here. Until you, and he was basically saying, "You got to stay here till the Holy Spirit comes, and you're ready." They weren't. They weren't ready. They weren't prepared at that time of the night, or when when it happened. They weren't prepared yet. They didn't know. Now that they, then when they had, and if you remember, Peter, he felt so bad when he felt like when he denied Jesus. And remember when Jesus came was sitting by the fire, eating fish with him, and how he forgave him. That, 
that was because they, at the time, they weren't listening. And now that he's gone, they would listen. And they would understand what he was saying. And what I'm basically saying is now, we know that God is here with us all the time. But we have to remain diligent in this time. We have to keep our eyes open. And we have to be prayerful. Prayer is so powerful. And one of the best prayers that I think is awesome, and I do it every night, is an intercessory prayer. You're praying as a go-between between between that person and God to help them through a situation. Stop worrying about praying for things that you want or things that you need or about yourself. Pray for others. That was a good word. That intercessory prayer is very powerful. One of the other things came to my mind when, when we brought this scripture out is that there were three of them. Christ could have taken one person and not taken three people. Mm-hmm. Of them. And, and I believe that Christ is telling us, even in this scripture, that we have to come together and pray. There is power in prayer, but there's dudamous power in collective prayer. Absolutely. And there is a response to God when we are on the same accord, mm-hmm. the same mind, and the same heart. And praying together is what draws us to the same page together. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would encourage um, those who are in the kingdom, knowing Christ and pray. And, and those who may not have any knowledge or have very little knowledge of, of Christ, come together with people who are praying. God will answer prayers. He will speak to you and the group. He will guide and lead you through some things. And some things he's going to fix and take care of, and you don't even know he's done it because you are praying. That's the watchful piece. Watch what happens when you pray. (laughs) And on that note, we're going to get ready to close. But before we close, we're going to give an opportunity for each one to share a closing message. And then we're going to end. As we tell you all the time, the word is free. It doesn't cost a thing. But ministry does cost. So we encourage you, please, um, whatever God placed on your heart, donate, show, sow, a, sow a seed. Sow a seed into what God is doing here at Faith Harvest so we can do the ministry work that God is calling us to do. Go online. You can go into our Faith Life app. You can give that way. If you feel free in your, you feel in your heart, you want to come in, come in. We'll be here on Sunday morning. And having service, we will be back in service on Sunday at 11 o'clock. So feel free to come in. And you can go to our Faith Life app and and give. So we look forward to that. And with that, I'm going to have Pastor Stedman. He's going to say a a word, Elder Carvella, and then I will close. Amen? Well, what we're talking about is very important tonight. Prayer is very important. But I want to read a scripture that God just led me to in uh, Romans chapter 8. Uh, verse, verses 5 uh, and 6. It says, People who are ruled by their desires think only of themselves. Everyone who is ruled by the Holy Spirit thinks about spiritual things. 
If our minds are ruled by our desires, we will die. But if our minds are ruled by the Spirit, we will have life and peace. Knowing God. That's what prayer is all about. We need to know who God is. If you know who God is, even as Elder said, if you don't really know, prayer is so powerful. Stop giving in to the sins of this world and get the wisdom and, and the strength to think spiritual things. And if you do that, you'll be on the way. I just would like to encourage those who are saved and know Jesus Christ as their Savior, and those who may not. The word says to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and then all, all, the word all is really there. In every translation, the word all is there. All these things will be added unto you. If we seek him in prayer, the things that we so desire, the things that we're frustrated with and dealing with, the lack that we can't seem to get out of, it will all be taken care of. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I'm going to close with this scripture. And I'm coming from Mark 13, 35. It says... And I'm reading out on the Amplified. It says, therefore, continually on alert, be on alert. For you do not know when the master of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or in the morning. Stay alert. In case... He should come suddenly and unexpectedly and find you sleep and unprepared. What I say to you, I say to everyone, be on alert, stay awake, and be continually cautious. Amen. Family, we love you. We pray that this word has spoken to your life today as all of us have shared our hearts. We ask that you stay awake, stay prayerful, stay diligent, continue to seek God's face. We here at Faith Harvest, blessed assurance, we are here. The door is open. We want you to come in, be a part. We want to be in a faith relationship with you as we continue to walk in God. We need this right now in this time because there's so much uncertainty, but there's one certain thing, God, and he loves us all and he's there for us all. So we're here to walk that walk with you. God bless you. We pray that this, this time we shared with you was a blessing. We look forward to being a part of our Sunday service here at Faith Harvest at 11 o'clock. God bless you. Have a good night.